Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Love All Podcast. The Love All Podcast. Today we're going to be discussing how we are to be using the gifts of the Holy Spirit to fulfill our purpose in life. How to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit to fulfill our purpose in life. Uh, this lesson is taken as a part of the Servant Leadership uh, series that was provided by Kenneth Blanchard and Phil Hodges. In that uh, series, they discuss the four H's, head, heart, hand, and habit. And today we're going to talk about hand, how we use what God has given us. The lesson objective is to discuss servant leadership with emphasis on how to prepare ourselves to be the best leaders by using the special gifts provided to us by the Holy Spirit to fulfill our purposes. And we have several scriptures. But uh, let's, let's begin with Isaiah 11, 2 and 3. Isaiah 11, 2 and 3. It says, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide disputes by what his ears hear. Okay, the talking about wisdom and knowledge. Now this comes to us again in first Corinthians twelve, eight through ten, where we talk about the gifts, the nine gifts that were given, and the first two identified with wisdom and knowledge. So again, this reminds us that we should not look at just one part of the Bible, but we should look at the Old Testament and the New Testament when we're trying to learn more about a particular subject. So we know that the gift of spirit, uh, the gift of wisdom, and the gift of knowledge was uh, uh, was given in First Corinthians twelve eight and ten, uh, are, are described by Paul, but it's also in the book of Isaiah. So it wasn't anything new. It wasn't anything new. Okay? Now, we have, again, the gift of wisdom and the gift of knowledge. We also had the gift of faith. The gift to trust God and inspire others to trust God, no matter the conditions. That's the gift of faith. The gift of healing. The wondrous gift to use God's healing power to cure a person who is ill. Wounded or suffering. And this is an interesting one because some people say, well, I'm waiting to see this gift of healing. I'm waiting to see this miracle. But what they don't understand is that God works in different ways. There is a physician you may know, uh, Dr. Ben Carson, who uh, you may have read his book, Gifted Hands. And, and someone else has read, wrote a book about him called Healing Hands. And where he believes that he has a special gift from God that allows him to do what he does as a neurosurgeon. He's a pediatric neurosurgeon. And, and he uses that gift that God has given him. Now, who is to say that that gift is not the same as the gift that was given to the apostles in the, the early church? You know, it's, it's the, the God continues to work in miraculous ways. And we don't know how God is working. But the technology that we have today comes from God. The ability that 
physicians have today comes from God. All right. And so this gift of healing is a gift that everyone does not have. Okay. In this case, Dr. Ben Carson believes that he does. And I, I believe as well because he certainly has done some things that no one else has done before him. You have the gift of miracles. The gift to display signs and miracles to give credibility to God's word and the gospel message. Now, miracles is separate from healing. Now, healing is a miracle, but they're two different things. Miracles and healing. So, so what can have the gift of miracles? The gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy is the gift to declare a message from God. A, the gift to declare a message from God. And the gift of discerning spirits. The gift to recognize whether or not something is truly from God or and in accordance with righteousness. The, some have the ability to understand that, to separate the, the, the spirit, the righteous spirit, from the spirit of Satan. Then some have the gift of tongues. The gift to communicate in a heavenly language, a known foreign language, that one does not experience with anyone else in order to converse with those who speak that language or to exalt God. Again, when we're talking to God, he, some people have a special ability to talk to God. Okay? And we call it the gift of tongues. And then some people have the gift of interpreting tongues. You know, they hear what's been said and then they interpret it for the church. They interpret it for the church. Okay? Now, there are other gifts that are, not, that are specified in other parts of the Bible and some that are not specified. You have the gift of administration. The gift to keep things ordered and in agreement with God's principles. Some people have that gift of administration. You have the gift of helps. Some people have the gift of the desire and the capacity to always help others. To do whatever it takes to get a task achieved. You know, some people have that innate ability to do that. Okay. Then there are other gifts that are not specified. Uh, that we don't really, some people might think not gifts, but they are gifts. What about someone who's a web designer? Now, obviously, they didn't have webs designers uh, in the early church, but there is that technology now, and there's some people who are better at it than others. So the question is, someone who is good at it, someone who's better than others, better than most, are they using that gift of being able to design webs to upbuild the kingdom of God? Okay, and are, are we exhorting them to do that? Are we exhorting them to do that? We should, we should be. Now, we have the, what we call the five-fold ministry. And they are all associated with the church. And they work under the authority of a church. Paul worked under the authority of the council and reported back to the council throughout his travel. So, therefore... Anyone who professes to have one of these gifts, special gifts, fivefold ministry, should be under the authority of a church somewhere. Okay? Let me find it in Ephesians 4, 7 through 13. It says, But grace was given to each one of us, each one of us, according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, When he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean? But that he had also descended into the lower regions of the earth. 
He who descended is the one who also ascended far above the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the full, fullness of Christ. So, again, we have apostles. Apostles are those who are responsible for spreading the gospel and planting churches. Paul was an apostle. Uh, the, the, uh, the other 12 were apostles as well. But Paul, uh, we, we know quite well. A prophet. A prophet is the deliverer of special words from God. A prophet does not say anything on their own. They say what God tells them to say. So in order, if you're questioning whether or not someone is a true prophet, then listen to what they're saying and then try the Spirit by the Spirit. If what they're saying is godly, then believe it. If it's not godly, then run away. Then you have an evangelist. Evangelist goes out to deliver the, the gospel to unbelievers. Acts 21.8 says, Leaving the next day, we reached Caesarea and stayed at the house of Philip, the evangelist, one of the seven. Philip was one of the seven original deacons that was chosen. And as such, he became an evangelist. Okay? And we see the word evangelist there. Then you have a pastor. The pastor is a shepherd of a church. Is a shepherd of a church. Okay. Then you have people who have the special gift of teaching. Okay. And they spread the knowledge through their ability to teach. Okay. So you have the apostles, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teachers. People have special gifts. These are gifts that God has given some. No one has them all. No one has them all, but he's given them given to some, and they use that to upbuild the kingdom of God. Now, purpose and purpose statement. In order to use these gifts, we need to have a purpose statement that gives a person the roadmap to follow so they can provide direction to what they're supposed to be doing in life. The purpose is a more specific place on the map at a particular point in time. The purpose may change, but the overall purpose statement does not change. Again, the specific purpose at a given time may change, but the overall purpose statement does not change. An example, a person believes that, that they are supposed to be working with children. Now, today, they may be teaching children. Next week, they might be an administrator of a organization that works with children okay but they're still working with children so i say that to say don't get hung up trying to get to the the detail of what you're supposed to be doing and your purpose in life just generally what is it and then use it and it will it may change it may change as, as you continue to mature and god places you somewhere where he wants you to, to be okay now purpose and passion Purpose and passion. 
And I put the two together. Purpose and passion. Passion. What do you do even when you don't get paid for it? What do you do even when you do not get paid for it? So we're not talking about payment. We're not talking about a job. We're talking about what we do because we have a passion for it. If you have a passion for it, then you probably have a gift for it. And you ought to be trying to figure out how to maximize that gift. Again, to upbuild the kingdom of God. Thank you very much for uh, joining us today. I ask you to continue to bless us, continue to be with us, continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to try to carry out the mission that God has given us. His purpose in our life is to work with young people, to help them to develop their leadership skills. And that's what we're trying to do through this podcast, to demonstrate the love of God through this podcast so that anyone listening can learn and use what they've learned to, again, to upbuild the kingdom of God. Praise you, bless you, and love you. And till we meet again, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on Janan ICF Love All podcast. New podcasts are scheduled each Monday and Wednesday. Make sure to visit our website, www.jananicf.com, where you can find weekly sermons and past podcasts. Please remember to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate it if you'd simply tell a friend about the show. That would really help us out. If you like the show, you might want to email us at loveall at jananicf.com and request a free copy of our ebook, Gems for Daily Meditations, and sign up for our daily thoughts. See you next time. Blessings and love to all. Music